you are listening to Pharmacy IT and Me, your informatics pharmacist podcast. Hey everyone, this is Tony Young. Welcome to another episode of Pharmacy IT and Me. And as with every episode, we start with this one saying that the intended audience for this episode is everyone. So this week, as you already know, HIMSS 20 was canceled and now they're working on having it become digital. So if you're looking forward to specific topics for the conference, check out the website himsconference.org. They're dubbing it as the HIMSS 20 Digital and said that those who are already registered for HIMSS 20 will have access to all of the content at HIMSS 20 Digital, as well as automatically be registered for HIMSS 21 in Vegas for next year. But anyway, today's topic is not going to be about HIMSS. It's actually going to be about the HHS and some of the final rules that were dropped this week. And it's because HIMSS, uh, the live conference for HIMSS 20, is not happening. And usually that's when they drop these uh, new rules and regulations. So they actually just released it this past Monday. So uh, yeah, so it's all related to the 21st Century Cures Act, which is a massive document that's uh, their transformative rule regarding data access that will impact providers, payers, vendors, and patients. So I'll link the document to the show notes for those of you who want to read, you know, all 1,244 pages of it. But we'll go over some of the quick highlights today. So first to talk about is uh, information blocking. The ONC final rule has a section that talks about the regulations that will be in place that prevents information blocking and prevents anti-competitive behaviors. This includes healthcare providers, health IT vendors, health information exchanges. This is a pretty big deal because one of the problems with healthcare IT is the competitive nature of that landscape, preventing the ability for a cohesive healthcare environment. Of course, there's also potential problems with how this data can be abused and questions of data security come up as well and um, you know the rule establishes some provisions to make sure that the tools people use will be usable interoperable and secure what's also interesting is that they have an emphasis on something called the u.s core data for interoperability abbreviated the uscdi which is a set of standardized health data classes that the onc deemed as a requirement to promote nationwide interoperability having this in place can help new technologies use the defined framework so they are naturally interoperable in the future. Another interesting thought is that the rule talks about a number of application programming interfaces or APIs that will be standardized to allow interoperability. The idea is that patients will now have better access to retrieve their data from their medical record through like a smartphone or app of their choice. This is a way to empower patients to engage in their own health by giving them the access they need to make informed decisions on their care. The second document is the CMS final rule, and this one is also related to interoperability and patient access. The document is not as long as the first one, which this one is like still a lot. It's a 474 pages. So yes, it's still a lot of reading. Um, and it's also going to be in the show notes if you're curious and you have some time on your hands. But this one, the CMS rules, uh, they state that the beginning on January 1st, 2021, the Medicare Advantage, Medicaid, and CHIP are required to share their data claims, all their claims data, and other health information with patients through a patient access uh, API, again, through an API, through a federal exchange. This basically opens up the data access to any third-party application that decides they want access to the API and integrate it to a patient's EHR. Another thing to note is that the conditions of participation have changed a little bit, and now they require hospitals that are participating in Medicare and Medicaid to send electronic notifications to other hospitals or institutions or organizations when the patient is admitted, transferred, or discharged. And also beginning in 2022, CMS also requires states to send daily data enrollees so that they can improve coordination of care uh, and the care services. So yeah, there's a lot to unpack with these rules. And if you do a quick search, there's already a lot of different opinions about how these will either make or break the future 
of our healthcare IT system. It's kind of interesting to see, you know, even Epic and Cerner, they're on opposite sides of supporting, you know, ONC funded rule or not. And there's a lot of patient privacy concerns now with the ability to have third party vendors access a patient portal API. So yeah, this is something that we should probably keep an eye out to see how it further develops. Alright, if you like our show, please share with your friends, or you can help us out by writing a review on Apple Podcasts or any of your other favorite podcasting services. You can also check us out on social media, on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or LinkedIn, and you can also reach out to me at Tony at PharmacyITME.com. If you want to network, you can check out the Pharmacist Slack group at PharmacistConnect.com, which is P-H-A-R-M-A-C-I-S-T-S-C-O-N-N-E-C-T.com. There's different topic channels, including informatics, and I've met some great colleagues on there, and I look forward to connecting with you as well. Thank you again for listening, and I'll see you on the next episode of Pharmacy IT and me. And remember, technology is a tool, patient care is the goal. Bye. Bye.